0: Good morning and welcome to the Rules Committee of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors for today, Monday, October 17th, our earthquake anniversary day. I am the chair of the committee, Aaron Peskin, joined to my right by Vice Chair Supervisor Raphael Mandelman, and to my left by Committee Member Supervisor Connie Chan. Our clerk is Mr. Victor Young. Mr. Young, do you have any announcements?
1: Uh, Yes, the Board of Supervisors and its committees are now convening hybrid meetings that allow in-person attendance and public comment while still providing remote access and public comment via telephone. The board recognizes that equitable public access is essential and will be taking public comment as follows. First, public comment will be taken on each item on this agenda. Those attending in person will be allowed to speak first, and then we will take those who are waiting on the telephone line. For those watching either channel 26, 28, 78, or 99, and sfgovtv.org, the public comment call-in number is streaming across the screen. The number is 415-655-0001, then enter the meeting ID of 2494-799-4152, then press pound and pound again. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up and public comment is called, those joining us in person should line up to speak, and those on the telephone should dial star 3 to be added to the speaker line. If you are on the telephone, please remember to turn down your TV and listening devices that you may be using. As already indicated, we will take public comment from those attending in person first, and then we will go to our public comment telephone line. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in writing either, either of the following ways. Email them to myself, the Rules Committee Clerk, at victor.young@ at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the supervisors and included as part of the file. You may also send your written comment via US mail to our office at City Hall, 1 Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. That uh, completes my initial comments. Thank you,
0: Mr. Young. Could you please read the first item?
1: Yes. Item number one is a motion directing the clerk of the board. To initiate a request for proposal process to facilitate the creation of a working group to explore resident ownership of resident controlled at Midtown Park Apartments in the Western Edition. Thank you. It is my understanding that the Office of Supervisor
0: Preston would like this uh, item continued. Kyle, is that correct? And do you want a date certain or should we continue it to the call of the chair?
2: Kyle Smiley, Chief of Staff for Supervisor Dean Preston. Our preference would be a two-week continuance, if that so pleases the committee.
0: Works for me. Uh, are there any members of the public who would like to testify on item number
1: one? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Members of the public who wish to uh, speak on this item and are joining us in person, shall I speak at this time? For those listening remotely, please call 415 655 0001 and enter the meeting ID of 24947994152. Then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you will need to press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that will be your cue to begin your comments. Uh, we have nobody in the room for public comment, and there is nobody in line to speak on the telephone
0: okay public comment is closed and I will make a motion to continue this to our meeting on Halloween October 31st on that motion a roll call please
1: yes on that motion give me one moment on the motion to continue the matter to October 31st supervisor Chan Chan, aye. Vice-Chair Mandelman. Aye. Manelman aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection.
0: Next item, please.
1: Yes, item number two. Item number two is a hearing to consider appointing three members terms ending March 1st, 2023, two members terms ending March 1st, 2024, and two members terms ending March 1st, 2025, to the In-Home Supportive Services Public Authority.
0: All right, Uh, In-Home Supportive Services, as you know, colleagues, is uh, derived from state law and it's the program that helps seniors and individuals with disabilities uh, remain in their own homes while receiving support. Uh, You'll recall that earlier this year, we appointed a number of individuals to seats on this body, there are still some vacancies so I want to encourage uh, folks to apply Um, and with that we have one applicant for seat number one uh, and why don't we hear from that applicant whose name is Edda Mae Johnson yes please come on up Ms. Johnson
3: Yes, hello, thank you. Um, I am here applying for the SFIHSS Public Authority Governing Board Seat 1. It had been recommended by an IHSS social worker that I um, apply for this position. I have um, attended. The last meeting by the governing board and gone through all their materials and expectations. For seat one, I believe I can fulfill the qualifications, which is age, and authorize to represent and advocate for aging people with disabilities.
0: I reviewed your application and absolutely agree with you and appreciate your willingness to serve. Uh, are there any questions or comments from committee members? Thank you, Ms. Johnson. Are there any members of the public who would like to comment on this item number two?
1: Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and joining us in person should line up to speak at this time. Uh, for those joining us remotely, you can call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2494 4152, then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you need to press star 3 to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you've been unmuted, and that will be your cue to begin your comment. I do not see anybody in the room lined up to speak, and we do not have anybody on our remote line for public comment on this matter.
0: Okay, I will close public comment and make a motion to send Ms. Johnson uh, to the full board with a positive recommendation for hearing next week. On that motion a roll call please.
1: Okay. uh, The motion is to recommend uh, Miss Johnson to seat one on the in-home supportive services public authority with recommendation on that motion Supervisor Chan. Chan aye. Vice-Chair Aye. Mandelman aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin aye. The motion passes without objection.
0: Thank you again Miss Johnson. Mr. Clerk could you please read the next item.
1: Yes, item number three is a hearing to consider appointing one member term ending March 19th, 2025 to the Child Care Planning and Advisory Council. One seat, one applicant.
0: Thank you. And for that seat, seat number 13, we have Charisse Dorsey-Smith. Uh, Charisse, are you in the audience or attending remotely? Uh,
4: she's on I'm attending with,
0: remotely. Ah, there we go. Victor told me that. Uh, okay, please proceed. Good morning.
4: Good morning. Thank you. Yes, I'm here um, to for the seat for the child um, care planning and advisory council, um, the space occupied for the Department of Children, Youth and Families. Um, I've been with the department for 14 years and have a lot of experience um, with young people, kids and families. And I believe just um, from my expertise and background makes me an ideal candidate to, to fulfill this spot for the department
0: and i will note that you have also been recommended by the board of education as required are there any questions or comments with regard to ms dorsey smith's application for this seat on cpac seeing no questions or comments from my colleagues are there any members of the public who would like to testify on this item
1: uh, yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and joining us in person should line up to speak at this time. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001, enter the meeting ID of 2494 4152 then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you will need to press star 3 to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you have been unmuted, And that'll be your cue to begin your comment. I do not see anybody in the room for public comment at this time, and we don't have anybody on our telephone line for public comment on this matter.
0: Okay. Public
1: comment on this item is closed
0: and I will make a motion to send, uh, Ms. Um, Dorsey Smith to the full board with a positive recommendation on that motion. A roll call, please.
1: Uh, yes, this will be for C 13. And when you like to include the residency, the residency
0: waiver. waiver is hereby included.
1: Yes. On that motion, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection. Next item, please. <laughs> Next on the agenda is... Item number four, resolution confirming the nomination of Ella Kim as the County Veteran Service Officer for the City and County of San Francisco.
0: Thank you. This is a nomination uh, up for confirmation from the City Administrator um, as to the County Veteran Services Officer. um, And I have read Ms. Kim's uh, resume and she has experience in this position And this seems like an easy one to confirm with that. Ms. Kim.
4: Yes, Chair, good morning, everyone. And thank you so much for having me. My name is Elena Kim. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, and I am coming to the city and county of San Francisco, uh, having had some experience as the Orange County uh, Veteran Service Officer. I'm an Army veteran. My passion is serving veterans. I'm very excited at this opportunity, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you.
0: Are there any questions for Ms. Kim? Seeing none, is there any public comment on this
1: item? Yes, members of the public who wish to comment on this matter can line up to speak at this time. If you're joining us via uh, telephone, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 24947994152, then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you need to press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you've been unmuted, and that will be your cue to begin your comments. And just checking, it looks like uh, we do not have anyone on the telephone line for public comment at this time. Okay, public comment
0: is closed, and I will make a motion to send the resolution confirming Ms. Kim as the County Veterans Services Officer to the full Board of Supervisors with a positive recommendation. On that motion, a roll call, please.
1: Yes, on that motion, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Vice Chair, Manelman. Madam and I Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin aye, the motion passes without objection. All right, next item please. Yes, next on the agenda is a hearing to consider appointing one member term ending July 1st, 2026 to the entertainment commission. We have one seat and six applicants. I believe that uh, Casey Allen Loudermilk has withdrawn uh, their application.
0: That is correct. And James Durham would require a residency waiver Uh, This is for the seat that was previously held by Stephen Lee, who subsequently was appointed to the Port Commission. Um, Seat number two, as uh, set forth, requires um, representation of entertainment associations or groups. And I will call upon the remaining applicants in the order that they appear on the agenda to share their qualifications and the reasons that they are seeking this appointment. Uh, with that, we will start with Anthony Chandler. Good morning.
5: Good
6: morning. Um, just briefly, with my qualifications, I've been in the industry uh, for over 20 years. Um, I actually have a letter of recommendation from Stephen Lee uh, that, should be in your emails. Um, yeah, so I've been in the industry for 20 years. you know the seat um, is to represent the industry and that's the industry I do come from. Um, I also have um, letters, recommendation from over 30 venues uh, that will be in your emails by the end of the day. Um, but you know pu- public safety is number one for me. Um, the relationship I have with uh, existing venues, Uh, with the entertainment commission already Um, you know we've been working hand in hand for the last 15 years Um, I produced over 3,000 events myself um, so I understand uh, what the needs are Um, the last 18 months we've been helping small businesses um, uh, succeed in the neighborhood and, and yeah so All right, Uh, I received your
0: late-night email. A few other people (laughs) reached out earlier and uh, arranged for the opportunity to meet with me or my staff, Um, but I was not able to take you up on that at 10 o'clock last night, but it is good to make the acquaintance. Are there any questions or comments from committee members? If not, why don't we go on to James Dustin Durham. And I believe you said he was joining online, if I recall your email from this morning, Victor.
1: I believe he is online with us. Your microphone is muted, uh, Mr. Durham. I still see it listed as muted.
7: Hi there, can you hear me now? Yes, yes we, we can. can. Uh, great, uh, my name is James Duff Durham. I've lived in San Francisco for Over 10 years, recently did relocate to Oakland during COVID. Um, I've been working in the restaurant, nightlife, and live music industry my entire life. My father was a musician. Um, I went to culinary school, learn how to run restaurants. And uh, since living in San Francisco, I've been involved in multiple live music venues, as well as producing um, large events as well. I've served um, on the Fishman's Wharf Community Benefit District as a marketing chair. I've sat on 339 Merch- uh, Merchants Association as a marketing chair. Um, I've been involved in other organizations that represent our communities such as North Beach Citizens and uh, the South of Market Community Benefit District as well. Um, my goal with this seat would be to help with, help with the revitalization of our live entertainments and our nightlife uh, industry here in San Francisco after suffering the last few years of COVID. And I currently, for the past 10 years, have been producing, you know, minus a few years of COVID, over 300 events per year.
0: Thank you, Mr. Durham. Any questions or comments from committee members? Seeing none, why don't we go on to Jonathan Larner for seat number two.
8: Good morning, supervisors and staff. My name is John Larner, and I am seeking the Open Board of Supervisors appointed seat on the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. I am seeking this position because I want to contribute my experience and efforts to the work the Commission has been doing for many years and help it continue to be a catalyst for new entertainment and nightlife ventures. I have been a San Francisco resident for over 30 years, almost 21 of them as a homeowner and resident of Dogpatch. I became a small business owner in 2003 when my partners and I bought the Justice League on Divisadero Street and opened The Independent in February 2004. After more than 18 years in business and over 4,500 shows, The Independent has become one of San Francisco's premier live music venues. It employs over 75 people, many of whom have been with us for over 15 years. In 2016, I took over as general manager and partner at The Pearl, one of the most unique private event spaces in San Francisco and an anchor entertainment venue in the ever-growing Dogpatch neighborhood. In my six years there, I've helped build a venue that not only has beautiful weddings and large corporate events, but also plays host to many of the city's invaluable nonprofits for meetings as well as fundraising events. The Pearl employs over 25 people, many of whom started with us on day one. In 2018, I joined the team managing the Swedish American Hall and Café du Nord. Taking over an existing venue with then 111 years of incredible history, now 115, was a different challenge. How do we bring 21st century technology and guest requirements into a dramatic historical setting without losing the look and feel of one of San Francisco's landmark buildings? The answer is with care and determination, two things that mark my career in the local entertainment industry. My professional interaction with the Entertainment Commission was in two th- my first professional interaction with the Entertainment Commission was in 2003, at a hearing for our new entertainment permit at the Independent. Since then, I've interacted often with the Commission as a venue owner and operator, up to today, working to mitigate issues as the neighborhoods around my venues have grown, and we've had to work on becoming a more integral yet not disruptive part of the community. The bonds we've built with the city and its neighborhoods are a big part of what makes us as well as the local entertainment industry succeed. I'm asking for your support in gaining this seat on the Entertainment Commission, as after almost 20 years as a venue owner and operator here, as well as many more years in the entertainment industry locally, I bring a deep well of experience and passion that will contribute to the growth and success of entertainment in San Francisco. Entertainment venues are a huge part of the social fabric of our community, and I believe that helping the local entertainment industry thrive is integral to our success as a city. If appointed, my time on the commission will be spent helping this industry and our community thrive together. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Lerner, and thanks for meeting with my chief of staff. Uh, Any questions or comments from committee members? Seeing none, why don't we go on to Atrina Crawford.
1: I am not seeing anyone on the online at this moment. Let me double check my list. Okay, I did not receive uh, a response regarding my invitation, as far as I can tell. I did send a notice to, to their uh, email address.
0: All right, why don't we go on to Stephen Torres.
9: Uh, good morning, Supervisors Peskin, Chan, and Mendelman. My name is Stephen Torres. I would like to thank you for taking the time to consider me for the appointment to seat number two of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. I am a 22-year veteran of the San Francisco entertainment and nightlife industry, in which I have worked as a server, bartender, manager, promoter, and community activist. Specifically, as a queer person of color working in this industry, I am fortunate to have enjoyed the beauty, historical legacy, and camaraderie of our industry, but have also experienced its challenges and inequities. A sad reality of this industry is that the thousands of workers who facilitate its success are also those who face barriers, abuse, and marginalization. The fact that so many of us have been displaced from proximity to our places of work is a bad side effect of the city's affordability crisis and one which has ripple effects for the tourist industry and everyone who lives here. When faced with uh, occupational hazards, unpaid wages, or harassment, to name a few, many workers in this city have no representation or recourse if they are on the books at all. For a decade, I have organized an annual, for a decade I organized an annual restaurant and bartender industry event to build those ties within the industry and identify common issues. Since the pandemic, these challenges have now been compounded by a slow recovery that has (coughs) has left many of us reluctant to return to jobs where tips no longer make up for the negatives. Business owners are experiencing staffing shortages never before seen. If our vibrant and unique entertainment industry is to survive, ensuring that these workplaces are equitable, safe, and inclusive is key. Representation of industry workers, in addition to that of owners and proprietors, is essential to this industry's future health and sustainability. I have observed the work of the Entertainment Commission for many years and feel that while current commissioners understand many of these challenges, having a voice that represents workers on this body is essential even more so because this is an industry that has historically lacked the formal worker organization of a union. My voice and experience will not only complement that work, it will expand and diversify the body's focus. When reviewing the administrative code that lays out that which with this commission is tasked, one can see many ways in which the work I have done can aid in these efforts. In particular, my perspective from the cultural districts and that work, which serves to inform Alignment with city agencies, departments, and commissions to preserve and lift up our most vulnerable communities, I feel can be an asset in creating sustainable futures for industry representatives, in, industry enterprises, and the communities in which they operate. The very communities that make San Francisco an inimitable and transcendent place like no other and lend these businesses their character. As a queer Latino nightlife industry worker who understands the value and desperate need of my fellow workers, the plight of small business owners trying to hold on in extremely difficult times, and the preservation of our most vulnerable communities and our our shared San Francisco heritage, I hope you will entrust me in the opportunity to help this commission unite these interests and make our beautiful San Francisco entertainment industry a benefit and asset to all who exist within
0: it. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Torres. Are there any members of the public in these chambers who would like to testify on this item?
1: Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person. Should line up to speak now um, along the side of the room by the window. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2494-799-4152, then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you'll need to press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you've been unmuted, and that'll be your cue to begin your comments. Uh, We, can our first in-person speaker come to the podium? You will have two minutes to speak.
10: Thank you. Um, Hello, uh, my name is uh, Dylan McNiven. I've lived in San Francisco for over 20 years, and I own and operate several restaurants throughout the city. Um, in addition to these businesses, uh, I'm a partner of a small music venue that sits uh, just up the street named Café du Nord. Uh, our little venue uh, has been named Café du Nord since 1907 and has spent the last several decades as an integral piece of the live entertainment community in the city. The business has survived prohibition, earthquakes, the Great Depression, recessions, and uh, more for over a hundred years. Um, But the honest truth is that it nearly came to an end during the the pandemic. Uh, With live events being prohibited for over a year, our stages were dark and the costs to keep the business alive were mounting and the future looked bleak. Uh, This brings me to the reason why I'm standing up here today. Uh, Cafe du Nord had a savior in the form of one of the candidates here today. I'm here to speak on behalf of John Larner uh, for a seat for the entertainment commission. When our venue was on its last legs and all the partners had no interest, John doubled down his efforts and joined the company as a partner to breathe new life into the business. Through his leadership style, his connections, and general charm, I'm happy to report Cafe Du Nord is on a solid path to recovery and is bet will be better than it ever was. And just last month, we have hosted over 20 live concerts and events. No one gets involved in a small music venue in San Francisco for financial reasons. John stepped in to revive Cafe Du Nord because he believes that it- you make the city better by hosting diverse, interesting, and safe entertainment experiences. And that's why it's my sincere hope that you recommend him for a seat on the Entertainment Commission. Thank you.
11: Thank you. Next speaker, please. Good morning, Supervisors, Supervisor Peskin. I'm Liz Jackson Simpson, um, CEO of Success Centers, and I'm here to advocate for Mr. Anthony Slandler, who was um, an emeritus board member with Success Centers. As you know, Success Centers has been around for over 40 years, and we provide alternative education and workforce development services largely to um, the reentry population and Um, to marginalized community members, and Mr. Schlanger has been a staunch supporter of ours, and I am here to say that he can throw a party, and that's what we need in San Francisco right now to stimulate the economy, and so with that said, he has helped us with numerous fundraisers. We we were established by superior court judges, and you all know that judges can't fundraise, Um, so one of the first tasks that I had to do about 10 years ago was kick the judges off and rebuild our board. And Mr. Slangler was one of those board members who helped us to learn how to fundraise and learned how to throw really nice events and continues to support us to this day. So with that said, we'd like to, um, again, advocate and support uh, Mr. Slangler for a position on this commission. Thank you. Thank you for your testimony. Next speaker, please.
12: Come on up. Uh, Good morning, uh, board and fellow San Franciscans. Uh, My name is Cory Fusco. Uh, I'm a former executive co-chair of the Castro LGBTQ Cultural District, uh, a drag performer, a nightlife bartender uh, in both the Castro and Soma districts, uh, as well as a trans and queer activist. Uh, I am speaking on behalf of my colleague, uh, Steven Torres, today. Uh, I met Steven in September 2020 when I ran for chair for the Castro Queer Cultural District. Uh, throughout the almost two years I worked side by side with Stephen, I firsthand saw his passion and care for our community, uh, especially during a global pandemic, uh, bringing these marginalized communities within our own a voice. Uh, he helped launch one of the preliminary COVID um, testing hubs to help queer communities in the Castro receive the testing and vaccines, as well as networking for sexual health and resources. Um, both of us worked in queer nightlife as well, uh, which has been the pulse for decades upon end for safe havens, meeting spaces, and homes to the LGBTQ community. And I've seen Stephen's firsthand love of our community on the front lines, especially during these past few years. I know that Stephen would be such a quintessential part of this commission based on all the grassroots roots work he has done and the nightlife experience he has in the entertainment and uh, bar industry and he has worked on throughout the decades of his uh, life here in San Francisco. And uh, I want to thank you all for your time and consideration for Stephen and for having me uh, speak on his behalf. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for your testimony. Mr. Fusco, next speaker, please.
13: Good morning. Uh, My name is Socrates Barra, or I'm also known as Persia. I am a San Francisco drag queen, um, also, an educator at Casa Children's After School Arts Program, and the first drag performer to be in Drag Queen's Story Hour. Now, international chapters all over the world. Uh, I'm here in support of Steven Torres for seat number two uh, on the Entertainment Commission. I've known Steven Torres for the past decade and a half. I first met Steven through his event, uh, an event called uh, Mexican Radio an event that centered around Latine and queer and the queer community. After that, we became really good friends. And now he's become like my way, way, way older brother and someone I rely on. Over the years, he has been part of the Harvey Milk Democratic Club, La Galeria de la Raza. And more recently, he is part of the Castro LGBTQ Cultural District. He truly has become a person our LGBTQ community can rely on. For example, he worked tirelessly to get a COVID testing site in the Castro. Open every Saturday behind Walgreens on 18th and Castro. Um, He's he's not just a bartender at the historic Twin Peaks Tavern or a person involved in preserving LGBTQ spaces or an event organizer or a community leader or my roommate. He's all those things and more. He truly is needed to represent people like me who are BIPOC, queer and work in nightlife. Side note, he also works at the children's after school program where I work. Um, So Steven Torres will be there for you, for me and the children please consider Stephen torres thank you
0: thank you for your testimony are there any other members of the public in the chambers who would like to testify on this item seeing none mr clerk why don't we go to remote public comment
1: uh, we have two callers on the line currently for uh public comment can first, we ask our first caller
14: right
3: good morning thank you so much for allowing me to speak on behalf of Stephen torres for Seat number two. I am Rosa Hernandez, also known as DJ Rumorosa, and I have been working in and with the queer and Latin A, um, Latin- a uh, communities of the Bay Area for over 20 years. I've worked for the Dyke March for over a decade as an organizer and performer, and co-chaired for over five years, working on coordination with SF Pride and the Trans March. In my many years of working in the community, I met Steven Torres when he approached me in 2007 about organizing a Saturday party at El Rio. He approached me because he knew my specialty was uh, Latine um, dance music, and he wanted to create a, spe- a space for Latin. Uh, LGBTQ people, and he named the party Chicharrones to invoke a cultural response. Chicharrones would be a Saturday party where we offered free food, cover was $1, so that would it would be accessible to all. We would organize with various community organizations that served the Latine and or queer communities to help us co-host the events. We would provide a space and promotion so that the organizations could have raffles and other fundraisers. Um, that would, and proceeds would go to queer, trans, and questioning youth of the Latin communities. In 2008, uh, Chicharrones was featured in The Guardian as the best pick for a neighborhood party. And Stephen has had much more success than then. His accomplishments are wide and varied. But I mention the party because I want to illustrate the layered and nuanced approach that Stephen has and takes in what he does. Stephen has an established and long history centering and organizing for LGBTQ and BIPOC culture and advocacy. Stephen has also been an important organizing for Harvey Milk, uh, LGBTQ Democratic Club, the Castro LGBTQ Cultural District Advisory Board. He ran the Bar Workers Balls for many years. Stephen finds purpose in all he does. See, he seeks out the marginalized and centers them. He finds a way to drive progress and change. I have been a part of SF Bay Area Party and Nightlife for... Speaking,
1: time has elapsed. Thank you. Can we have our next caller, please?
15: Hi, my name is uh, john gunton and i am the general manager of the Ind- independent i've been the general manager there for almost 10 years uh, i started there as a security guard in uh 2005 actually so i've known john larner since then and i just wanted to speak on his behalf john is uh an incredibly pragmatic and sensible warm uh and open communicative leader he has been Uh, nothing but short of a mentor for me and countless other people at the Independent. Uh, Most of the management team at the Independent is all people that started there at lower positions and have raised up and now have careers and are members of the community. Uh, We all have families and John has helped us uh, with his leadership and mentorship get to that place personally and professionally. Um, He's just, I can't say enough for his ability to lead and to be open to all kinds of people and all kinds of backgrounds, John really is a listener. uh, And I think that's one thing that uh, this position really calls for, and John does that. He listens, he's open, and he's a good decision maker. So I just wanted to say that uh, if if John is, is in this position, you would all be lucky to have him. He's a wonderful guy and a wonderful leader and a wonderful member of the community and it's done a lot for nightlife, and uh, I'm proud to know him and work for him. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, Can we have our next caller, please?
5: Thank you. Uh, My name is Casey Automelk, and I'm a co-founder of the San Francisco Venue Coalition and president of the California Chapter of the National Independent Venue Association. I'm calling in support of John Moner for the Open Seat on the Entertainment Commission. John is an active and engaged member of both the SFBC and Neva, California, which helped to organize and advocate for the needs of our industry during the pandemic. He has the experience and knowledge of the industry as an owner-operator of venues in good standing with the Entertainment Commission. This is a, a very clear and obvious opportunity for the Commission to have representation direct from the industry that it works to represent, regulate, and advocate for. I urge your support of John Larger for this open seat, and thank you.
1: Are there any additional speakers, Mr. Clerk? Uh, That was our last caller for this matter.
0: Okay, public comment on this item is closed. I want to thank the, uh, well, all six applicants and the five remaining applicants, four of whom presented this morning for their application, um, all of whom are Strong applicants, and why don't we hear from committee members as to what uh, this committee is going to recommend going forward? Supervisor Chan.
16: Thank you, Chair Peskin. It, it's, I would say, f- uh, for a while now, I, I would say that this is a rare moment. Uh, I think, in my opinion, if I may say, um, the embarrassments of the riches uh, among candidates and the support that they garner and I, I'm just really grateful to everyone submitted uh, their applications and uh, indicated their interest um, as to be part of the Entertainment Commission. And uh, with that said though, I, I think that uh, I also am grateful to the work um, of my um, legislative ARL on, on our team, uh, Francis Shea, that I think um, most of the candidates taking their time to talk with us um, and, and help us under- better understand uh, who you are and what your agendas are uh, as you intend to be on the Entertainment Commission. For those of you who don't know me, I grew up in uh, Chinatown and North Beach, which is actually a lot of bars. And I, I located, <laughs> my, my home actually is located on Green Street, which there, there are like three bars <laughs> right around that corner. And really both Chinatown and North Beach have a lot of entertainment uh, and uh, events, uh, festivals. Uh, as you can imagine uh, for both like Chinese New Year or autumn moon and all sorts and and that same goes to North Beach for the North Beach Festival so I, I think that the entertainment uh, in San Francisco it's actually very critical to our economy a local economy to our tourism uh, I, I think that's why the body itself is very critical uh, to help us to guide us through especially during this pandemic and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my perspective of what I'm looking for in the entertainment commission Uh, and is that from based on the constituents conversation that I actually had a few months ago was that he's a bar bar uh, owner in downtown and I have asked um, how's the you know business going how's the industry going and uh, you know, at that time, our state senator, Scott Weiner actually has a legislation, had a legislation in the state that was uh, going to extend, uh, you know, bar uh, business until 4 a.m. Beyond the existing 2 a.m., it's, it was his second attempt, but still it, it didn't actually uh, get passed and approved. So my question was, if would that actually happen better if, you know, beyond 2 a.m. And, and going to 4 a.m.? Would that really help the business and the industry and really downtown recovery, too, and all sorts? And the answer was no, because, you know, the shortage of workers, uh, you know, already barely can sustain till 2 a.m. It really actually dawned on me it was the moment was it's not just about those who organizing events or owning, uh, you know, bars or restaurants uh, and, and really creating, try to sustain in this um, uh, entertainment uh, industry, but also the workers and the workers that actually need to figure out a way that they can uh, feel safe and have living wage and be able to come back and return work. Um, And it's the reason why I have to say among all very, very excellent and qualified candidates, I I have to say uh, Stephen Torres is Uh, qualification and really just a point of view, uh, thinking about workers, uh, you know, how how do they really fit in in this uh, situation in this dynamic as we move forward uh, in San Francisco and the economy recovery uh, that really resonates with me that I can find um, will be a unique and actually much needed perspective on the Entertainment Commission today. So uh, with that said I, I want to say thank you again to all the candidates. Amazing, amazing qualification. I hope that you will continue to stay involved. We Our city certainly needs your service as all the supporters have already voiced how critical your roles have been for all of us so thank you for your service please continue and um, thank you chair Peskin.
0: Thank You supervisor Chan supervisor Mandelman
17: thank you uh, chair Peskin I would concur with uh, supervisor Chan that we have an embarrassment of riches as we sometimes do with this committee Um, I uh, have focused in on two of the applicants Um, not necessarily because they both have a connection to my district but it does happen to be that way. Um, I am very familiar and have worked for a very long time uh, with Steven Torres on a number of projects. Um, I am not as familiar with John Larner but I've heard very good things about him from um, people in the entertainment community who I respect um, and I am grateful for the work he has done at the Swedish American Hall in particular. Um, For me I think because of the the weight of my experience with Steven Torres um, having worked with him at the Castro Cultural District, um, having seen his grace under pressure in um, sometimes very uh, challenging um, situations and also uh, reflecting on the value of having uh, Worker representation um, on this uh, on this body. Um, I think for me the um, uh, In the balance breaks for um, for uh, Mr. Torres although I am hopeful that mr. Larner can join this commission at some point
0: Thank you for those words vice chair Mandelman would you like to make a motion to that effect? Uh, So moved all right, on a motion to recommend Stephen Torres for seat number two on the Entertainment Commission, a roll call, please.
1: Yes, on that motion, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Vice Chair Mandelman, aye. Mandelman, aye. Chair Peskin, aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection.
0: Next item, please.
1: Next on the agenda is item number six, hearing to consider appointing four members, term ending June 1st, 2024, to the reentry council.
0: Thank you, Mr. Young. Um, colleagues, I am delighted that there are 16 applicants for what is truly a very important body, the reentry council, uh, for four seats. Um, unfortunately, uh, the online packet, uh, as Supervisor Mandelman experienced this weekend, did not have the applications of the 16 individuals and therefore I know for a fact that at least one of my colleagues was not able to review uh, the applications for this item. What I would like to do is hear from those individuals that are here, public comment on those individuals Um, and then continue this item one week so that the public and the supervisors have the benefit of having that in the um, board packet that everybody can review online. Uh, So with that, um, if any of the applicants are here, we very much do want to hear from you today. Um, And you don't have to come back next week, but you are welcome to do so. so uh, I don't know which ones of you are here, uh, either in person or remotely. Um, you're also welcome to come back next week if you don't want to testify uh, today, but I don't want to hear it today because it wasn't really properly advertised, and um, at least Vice Chair Mandelman um, did not have it in his packet this weekend. With that, um I'll just go down the list in the order that they appear on, that you all appear on the agenda. And if you feel like uh, presenting this morning, you are welcome to. If you feel like waiting until next week, you are welcome to do that. Or you can even do both. Uh, With that, we will start with Chan Lam. And if Chan is not. I
1: believe uh, he was trying to connect earlier today on via Microsoft Teams. Uh, We're just double checking. Okay. Uh, Yes, we do have a login. Uh, Mr. Lam, would you like to make public comment today? Uh, Your microphone is muted at this time if you do wanna speak. Hello? Yes, we can hear you.
2: Uh, Yes. this is John, I apologize, uh, I have some internet connection issues, uh, but I will be presenting myself today because uh, I'm running and applying for one of two vacant positions, uh, seat one or seat two. And so a little history about myself, I was formerly incarcerated at the age of 17, was sentenced to serve 26 years of life, I which I served 16 years before being commuted by Governor Jerry Brown in 20, 2018. Uh, during my incarceration, I worked as a state certified addiction counselor helping fellow inmates address their substance abuse issues. Uh, my incarceration had given birth to my passion to serve my community uh, to help break the cycle of poverty and incarceration. Uh, since my release three years ago, I've been pursuing my bachelor's degree at UC Berkeley. I also work in a nonprofit organization in Oakland called Asian Prisoner Support Committee, assisting individuals with reentry by developing professional skills job placement, work skill development, and mentorship.
18: Um,
2: And uh, on campus, I'm part of the Underground Scholars Policy Fellowship, where we were successful in recently obtaining $4 million continuous funding to support underground scholar activities throughout all UC campuses to support system-impact individuals and formerly incarcerated individuals gain access to higher education. Uh, most recently, I got hired by the Possibility Lab at the Goldman School of Public Policy, helping to drive voter registration at the Santa Rita County Jail uh, by working with Alameda County Public Defender's Office. Uh, most recently, I completed the Safety and Justice Challenge Fellowship with the San Francisco District Attorney's Office by helping to identify the problems and solutions to address the housing crisis reentry individuals face in San Francisco. At the conclusion of our fellowship, we presented our findings and recommendations to the San Francisco District Attorney's Office along with other community stakeholders. So i bring to the Reentry Council both 16 years of lived experience as a formerly incarcerated individual, as well as three years of successful reentry and professional academic experience. I'm extremely passionate about assisting individuals reentry because I recognize how difficult it is and the barriers we face, and I look forward to contributing my knowledge and finding solutions, helping reentry individuals in San Francisco.
0: Thank you, Mr. Lamb, quite impressive. Uh, Why don't we move on to Michael Brown?
1: I just wanted to let you know that I did receive indication from staff that uh, Michael Brown might withdraw, but I never got confirmation of that fact.
0: I too heard that pending a potential job at the public defender's office is my understanding. And I believe that he is on, well, he is on the body now um, or his seat expired in June. Um, so if Mr. Brown's not here, we can figure that out in the intervening week and go on to Yusef Nathan.
19: Good morning. Good morning. Hello, my name is Yusef Nathan and I am applying for seat one in, one in four of the Reentry com- Council. Um, I was released in August of 2020 since my release, I've dedicated my time and support, and my time, since my release, I've dedicated my time to support my community and also work on setting a strong foundation for my life. I've been working at Five Keys for the past two years where, where I have been able to support people struggling with homelessness and other issues. I use my time to provide friendly, a friendly ear and give advice and guidance when appropriate. I also have been working Responding to COVID, ensuring that those most affected by the pandemic have resources needed to, in order to recover with dignity. I have also volunteered to help support young people who are working on a path that may lead them to system.
0: Take sorry. your time.
19: Young people who are working, oh, help support young people who are walk, walking on a path that may lead them to systematic involvement i'm also in the process of setting my setting up my consultant agency to secure to support community agencies to create an, an environment that not only for, fosters a supportive environment for people in the reentry journey but that it also creates meaningful opportunities to, to grow and prosper with those with those years that I've experienced in growing in and out of the system, I have had experience to see what works and what doesn't work. For those of us who are on that reentry journey, I stand here before you applying for the reentry council. Before I have learned, before I learned what worked and doesn't work, because I have a, I have a support, I have support that works and doesn't, and does, doesn't, and because I have, and because of that, I. It allows me to expand my wings and try new things, knowing that I am not alone. That together we will succeed. Reentry is a treat is a team effort. It takes the pro- probation system, oppor- opportunities, resources, and a support system to find that pathway that leads to building a strong foundation that will prevent recidivism. Thank you, Mr. Nathan. Appreciate
0: your applying and. Again, you're welcome and encouraged come back next Monday, the 24th, and with that, we'll move on to Andre Lamar Gadson.
18: Good morning, Supervisors. Uh, my name is uh, Andre Lamar Gadson. Uh, <clears throat> I was released from prison November 5th, 2015 after serving 32 years. Uh, I was at G-O reentry program where I applied to take a construction course at the Asian Neighborhood Design. I graduated in 2016 and worked for a year and got injured. Uh, in 2017, there was a merger with the Success Center uh, and I was uh, promoted to case manager where I worked as a case manager for three years, uh, dealing with TAY youth, as well as those who are coming back into uh, society. Uh, at this particular time, uh, I was just promoted to uh, program manager for a new program that we have called Credible Messengers, where I'll be working with TAY youth, as well as those in the community and those in long-term detention. And The reason why I applied for this position is this. Uh, Me being a person that came out into reentry, not knowing what I was going to do, what was my next step? I often talk to those out there in society today, whether I'm teaching job readiness training at uh, Treasure Island, or at uh, speaking at Hospitality House, and feeling the pain of those who are coming out, their complaints, them telling me about how people always have ideas with no solutions. I'm full of ideas. I'm really ready to join a panel uh, that would make it easier for those to make a smooth transition back into society, uh, as we all know. Uh, in the city of San Francisco. And when we see our streets, we have a lot of people out here that are hurting and are in pain and have no guidance. Uh, And I think that I could be one of those people uh, that can create ideas as well as be an ear to help those in need. Uh, This is a serious situation. It's something that I take to heart uh, and it often makes me weep. You know, And I think that me being on this council will not only help me, You know what I'm saying. Continue to be successful, but also help those who are in need. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your application, and with that, we'll go to
0: Daisha Spears. Spires. My apologies. Okay. All right. Thank you so much.
1: I am double-checking to see if we have uh, a login online. Uh, we will double-check. Uh, we, I don't see her on, online at this time. Okay, let's go to Isaac Gray. Okay, I do have a a note that uh, Isaac Gray was unable to attend today's meeting. Uh, They are traveling today.
0: Okay, please let the applicant know that we will be hearing this again on Monday the 24th, and we'll go to Jabari Jackson.
20: Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Jabari Jackson, and I'm running once again for one of the four seats on the reentry council. For the past couple of years, I've had the pleasure and the responsibility to serve as one of the co-chairs of the reentry council of San Francisco. At first, I took this posi- position for redemption, an opportunity to rebuild and restore this very same city that I helped destroy. Because you see, I am the struggle. I am the people that we are serving on the reentry council born and raised here in San Francisco. And when it comes to the qualifications, I check each box three times and more. During my term on the reentry council, I have been on the forefront of change here in the city of San Francisco. Being a community activist, I have been one of the faces of reentry and restorative justice here in San Francisco. I have used my lived experience and ties to the community to the city to begin bridging the gaps and help bring in reentry and restorative t- justice support to some of the underserved communities in our cities. So let's talk about that a little bit. I am a community activist. I'm a proud member of Positive Directions Equal Change, which serves all communities of the city. I am a community health worker. I am a case manager. I am a mentor. I facilitate healing groups. I go inside institutions and jails and prisons to, to, uh, to facilitate healing circles, circles with youth and adults trying to reintegrate back into the system. My time on the reentry council, we have kicked in multiple doors. We have opened up ways to recovery. We have provided more than one way to recovery, abstinence-based or, or harm reduction. We have bridged the gaps through community health, community-based organizations all through San Francisco, bridging the gaps with them and the probation reentry department of the probation, excuse me, the reentry division of the probation department. We also got a step further in bringing in spirituality to our underserved neighborhoods, being in collective with the the coalitions of churches here in San Francisco, bringing another way of reentry and support to the communities. So now for me, it's all about unfinished business. I am running again for, one, for the opportunity to continue to fight the fight that I was elected to do years ago. Now is the time to continue to build for our city's future. I know that there, is also, there are new challenges and also new circumstances, but San Francisco will always be the place that I call home. It will always be the place that I will stand on the forefront fighting for the next person because I am San Francisco. I am Jabari Jackson. I take pride in being the voice of the voiceless. I take pride of serving the community that needs help, and I also take pride of helping the next person to get a second chance at a first-class life. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Mr. Jackson, and thank you for your service and for your reapplication. With that, we will go to Sharom Moody.
1: OK, we'll double-check to see if they're on, online with us. Okay, I don't see her on our uh, Microsoft Teams application, and I did not get an indication via whether or not she would appear or not.
0: Okay, then we will go to Tatiana Lewis.
1: I'm just going through my list, and we are double checking, not online. And I did not get a response to my uh, invitation, Jesse Fauche. Okay, we have just unmuted uh, the the applicant, uh, you can begin begin speak, speaking. Please proceed. Okay, uh, you appear to still be muted. Uh, Give us a moment. Uh, we'll, We'll see what we can do on our side. Okay, uh, we have indication that your mic is unmuted, but we are not hearing you. We'll give us a few moments, and we'll see if we can work this out. So it might be good if you go ahead and um, disconnect and uh, log in again, and we will, we will come back to you. Uh, he's, while we work on that, can we move on to our next applicant? Uh, Jamia McCoy. Jermila McCoy.
21: Good morning, Supervisors <clears throat> Chan, Peskin, and Mandelman. Morning. My name is Jermila McCoy. I'm looking to be considered for any one seats two, three, and four. In qualifying for seat number one, I stand before you as a survivor. I I survived being sexually assaulted, raped, robbed, and kidnapped, all at the age of 15. For two and a half decades after the assault, I stayed being a victim to the traumas I suffered, to the traumas I suffered from in silence. I let severe PTSD, rape trauma syndrome, and the streets take control of me. Being that these illnesses went untreated, I chose to self medicate in order to escape my reality. This began my 20 plus year crime spree. This led to multiple state and most recently federal convictions. I did all the nonviolent crimes to keep the recidivism rate rising. It wasn't until after repeatedly being the only female sitting in the pack meetings that I was mistaken for a service provider. A conversation was struck with another provider and I was asked, do you have 18 months for yourself? And I had never given thought, you know, to the fact, I had given the state 18 months on a three-year sentence and then an additional nine months doing two different parole violations. So I asked, well, what do I have to do for these 18 months? He said, stay free, but go to school. And with the same dedication you put into hustling, let's try putting this into doing the post-prison health worker certification or the CHW community health worker program at San Francisco City College. He said, you can use your life experience to try to help change somebody else's path. That, pro- that provider became my mentor, and I became the only female on an all-male caseload for Volunteers of America. So I enrolled at San Francisco City College. I, I obtained my, my AA, and I finished the CHW program. Then I self-surrendered on my federal charges. In 2021, February, I got a compassionate release from FCI Dublin. So now I stand before you today. I started at San Francisco Goodwill, San Francisco Bay Goodwill, October 11, 2021, as a career advisor over reentry. Now, nine months later, I was promoted to program services manager over all of Goodwill's reentry services programs. I now manage five programs at the CASC. I'm the Cask program manager of the Specialized Job Center, Young Adult Court, RISE, which is reentry to successful employment. Um, we have a new program, the WAF program, which is Work Accelerated uh, Fund Programming. Currently, the average um, individual faces 43,000 barriers when transitioning home from prison. In my job role at the CAS, I help all Justice Involved clients gain access to employment, resume building, job readiness training, vocational training, and digital literacy courses via workforce development programs. I oversee all referrals from adult probation, U.S. parole, pretrial drug court, YAC, and all my clients that serve, all CBOs that serve Justice Involved clients. I'm comm- I'm connecting those clients with resources and supportive services aimed to help remove those same barriers that I faced when I transitioned home, trying to help each client remove one barrier at a time to create the stability that resonates with them. I'm looking to join this council to create the change that I wanna see. I'm hoping to be a part of creating legislature legislature that changes the faces of reentry. I want to remove barriers that formerly incarcerated individuals face getting access to adequate mental health care when released. A lot of mental health goes untreated in reentry, and it's time to address that change and change that statistic. I've been attending women's sub, first subcommittee meetings, direct, uh, direct services subcommittees, and the re-entry, reentry council meetings, hoping to be a part of this panel.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Ms. McCoy, thank you for sharing your story, which is remarkably impressive, and thank you for applying, and thank you for your work. Why don't we go on to Linda Hirschman.
1: I believe that we have Mr. Fauche back online with us. Oh, okay. Let's see Uh, if his microphone will work.
0: Jesse Fauche. Yeah, can you guys hear me now? Yes, we can.
1: We can hear you, you can go ahead and proceed with your comments at this time. Mr.
22: Foucher. Hello. we yes. can hear you. Can you Please hear me pres- now? Yes, we can. Uh, Please proceed. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, um, I appreciate you guys' time, and um, I'm sorry for all the technical difficulties. I switched computers. Um, the reason why I applied today for the seat on the reentry council uh, for the board of supervisors is because I feel I would be an asset to the council as a person with lived experience within the justice system who spent over 13 years of my life in and out of and car- in, in and out of incarceration. <clears throat> I know what it's like trying to navigate reentry space after incarceration, and I know what was helpful to me and what services were lacking and needed. I've been out of incarceration for over five years after graduating from Street. I've dedicated my life to my education and will be finishing my bachelor's degree in liberal arts and being of service to those coming home and finding barriers to housing and employment. I've worked as a peer mentor, a housing specialist, a a supervising healthcare worker, and currently as a coach manager for a local nonprofit workforce development program, specifically for those that have been justice involved. I feel I can give sound, unbiased advice from a personal perspective and from an organis- organizational standpoint as well. My goal, if given the opportunity to sit on the Reentry Council, would be to help find proactive solutions to those needing resources directly out of incarceration, to try to affect change on a macro-wide level in collaboration with other agencies and nonprofit organizations, and as a platform to share my own experiences and perspectives to change some of the, mo- some of the common misconceptions society has about justice-involved people. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Mr. Fauché. Why don't we move on to Linda
23: Hirschman. Good morning. Good morning, Supervisor Chan, Supervisor Amanda Lam, and Supervisor Peskin. My name is Linda Hirschman, and I'm from San Francisco, California. I am the direct result, where I am right now, is because the services of this city and adult probation and from when I decided to put my best foot forward after trying five times in 2020 to get my recovery right. I just got sick of it and I almost died from fentanyl. The day after my mother died on November 13th, 2020, I was shamefully still addicted to crack cocaine. I purchased the next night what I thought was crack cocaine and something told me to put it on my ashtray and light it. And when it turned orange, my 21-year-old daughter almost had no grandmother and mother in consecutive days. It took me five more days, but I decided when I woke up November 18, 2020, that I would never ever touch crack or alcohol again, and I did everything in my power to take it day by day, reaching out to my case manager who was there for me from the point I put myself in a Walden House in March of 2020, to my struggles to getting a shelter in place hotel, to being on and off ankle monitor throughout that year, getting clean in the pandemic was one of the hardest things I ever did in my life. But if it weren't for the support and services of adult probation and me dedicating myself and basically keeping my circle of trust to my probation officer, my therapist, my case manager, and my career advisor at Goodwill that all did their part in helping me get, move on from addiction. Because it's an everyday fight, recovery is a verb. And so I knew deep down inside after struggling for years and years as an addict, and that always led to homelessness, which always led to crime, that if I could receive this, proper support and services to slay my inner dragons, that the addiction would go away, as it does. There's not one person on these streets right now that is not suffering from some kind of trauma, some kind of turbulence in their life, some kind of loss. And I want to be part of the solution of helping these people get the proper treatment, of helping these people have the proper support. Because if you don't know by now, I kind of have the power to inspire people. I kind of have the power to influence people. And I work right next to Jamila at the CASC. We've both been promoted with the under a year of employment. Her as a career services reentry program manager, myself uh, from employer engagement specialist to community engagement lead. Nothing makes me happier than watching somebody that I know from the streets that I used to sit on milk crates and smoke crack with, coming in and seeing me and ha- receiving that hope and me being able to guide them from a place of experience, a place of lived experience, knowing that if I can do it and as bad as I was back in the day, I can give them the same hope. I have sat on reentry council meetings, here in San Francisco in the East Bay. I tabled the entire reentry conference for the employers and, and facilitated a panel about fair chance hiring. I am forecasting to plan many more job fairs this year. And you know, the irony of waking up this morning was I was thinking about this reentry council meetings. I, I wanted this so bad. I got a call this morning from a fellow addict that wanted me to speak at 7 p.m. I never say no to anybody that needs help, and you can ask anybody that's ever touched my space. I'm here to provide an influence, to rewrite policy, to stand in support and do whatever it takes to help any person suffering from homelessness, uh, coming out of incarceration like I have been the past 25 years in and out of jails. You wanna stop that, let's stop and start treating the trauma inside because nobody just goes to jail. There's not a lot of sober people in jail. If we can solve the hurt that's inside together, we can help eliminate addiction and homelessness little by little. Thank you very much. My name is Linda Hirschman. Thank
0: you, Ms. Hirschman. Inspirational words and uh, as I'm looking at this thing, I'm trying to figure out how we can expand the reentry council to accommodate all of you. Appreciate your sharing with us. Richie Wynn.
24: Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Richie Wynn, San Francisco native, born and raised here, um, formerly incarcerated. Just came home from a federal sentence uh, about a year ago. um, Working in the recovery community, Uh, I'm a Delancey Street graduate, um, a New Bridge graduate. Uh, I unequivocally know what it takes to reintegrate back into society. Um, uh, as of recently, uh, I've kind of took to the streets with a, my own my own way of activism, I guess you would say, with uh, the videos that I've been shooting around uh, my neighborhood, which is District Six, Soma, where I live, um, and just been trying to um, make sense of. What we're doing out there for people that are uh, coming out of incarceration, um, and it's it's very um, very confusing to me uh, to see the city in this state that it's in, um, and the policies that are being implemented. So um, I'm also trying to not only um, hold my fellow ex criminals accountable and trying to get them on the right path. I also want to hold some of the policy makers accountable and the, um, the decisions that they've made for the city and for some of the people coming out of incarceration. Um, <clears throat> uh, I've had several conversations with Matt Dorsey about his district, um, uh, which is, you know, he's my neighbor, so I see him when I walk my dog too. But um, yeah, it's just really something I'm passionate about. I come from a broken home of addiction. Um, and uh, I've seen my, my parents, my uncles, my whole family come in and out of incarceration, and I've seen what works and doesn't work. Um, so that's, that's my, my, my qualification right there, is just a lifetime of living around um, convicts and um, drug addicts and being one myself. So um, I uh, thank you for your consideration, and uh, thank you. Thank you
0: for sharing your story, and thank you for your application. We will see you and everybody else next week. And now we'll move on to John Michael Medina, Jr.
1: Okay, we'll double check to see if uh, John is online with us. okay Uh, John is not online with us and I'm just checking to see if I received a response okay I did not receive email response regarding today's meeting and um, mr. Medina is not online with us at this time okay and I know the next
0: applicant Joanna Hernandez uh, is not Available today, but that there may be somebody who wants to testify for her, but we'll yes Please come on up and she I think will be available next week if I understood that correctly Hard keeping up with 16 individuals, but go ahead sir.
25: Yes, that's correct uh, good, uh, good morning everyone. My name is Ivan Crotto. I'm the manager for the Latino task force uh, Pleasure to be here on behalf of Joanna Hernandez uh, Joanna has been a tireless advocate uh, with over 25 years of experience uh, in the reentry community, uh, she's a tireless advocate. Uh, if you know Joanna, like she's always cheerleading the issue of reentry, uh, she's always leading uh, within our space, and she's always rallying people around to make sure that our reentry community is supported. Uh, for example, she's created programs in our neighborhood. So Young Queens is a program that serves young ladies. Uh, 14 to 24, Uh, this was started over 20 years ago, and it's a program that continues to thrive. Uh, Joanna previously served uh, on the sentencing commission, so she does have experience as a commissioner. Uh, She is currently the co-chair of the Latino Task Force uh, Reentry and Violence Prevention Committee. Uh, This was one of our first committees that was launched at the onset of the pandemic to meet the needs of a reentry community. As you know, uh, when the pandemic hit, zero bail was initiated uh, folks were being let out and being let out to no services uh, services were being moved virtually uh, but Joanna the Latino Task Force under her leadership started to create an advocacy arm uh, to our initiative to make sure that the reentry community had one a voice uh, that was advocating for them and also ensuring that there were on-demand services uh, that people could access as a leader and manager, she's established reentry programs regionally. So, as we all know, reentry and the experience of our reentry community and family members is not just a San Francisco problem. Uh, San Francisco does experience a high level of folks that come to San Francisco for the reentry services that we do have, for the basic need services that exist here. Uh, we have folks who travel here. Uh, for other reasons and we need to be able to coordinate with our sister communities in Alameda, San Mateo, Solano Uh, and these are communities that she helped to establish programs in as well. Joanna is a passionate crusader for individuals detained. Uh, She continues to lead for reform efforts. Uh, She wants to improve the way in which our justice system responds to the needs of our justice impacted neighbors and family. So these aren't folks who are anonymous to us. These are our neighbors. They come home back to us, and she understands that. These are our family members, our brothers, cousins, sons. Uh, uh, So Joanna is someone who definitely sees the reentry community from a personal perspective in that way, Uh, and I think to close, Joanna holds and probably does some of the most important work by being a mother of three and a grandmother to two uh, wonderful children. So, you know, for someone to really root her her home experience, her life experience, and her professional experience uh, in an effort to interrupt, disrupt, and eliminate uh, generational incarceration, um, you know, this is who Joanna is. And so, we hope that you're able to look at her packet. Uh, to look at her um, her resume and to take her into consideration. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. I And maybe this is, I'm sorry to ask this, but it is a part of the seat qualification, and Ms. Hernandez is clearly remarkably qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, but the seat number three um, qualifications Um, is predicated on somebody having been released from custody within three years of this appointment. Mm -hmm. And I don't, so all these applications have this bit of, I mean, it's public personal information as to when they were released. And that's blank on Ms. Hernandez's application. So if she was not released within the last three years, I don't think she qualifies for this seat.
25: So, yeah, so I I don't think it's that seat. I believe it's one in four.
0: Okay, Uh, all right, we need to figure that, we need to figure that out. Okay, Uh, let me, Well, we'll, we've got a week to figure that out. It says on the application seat number three, it says on the agenda seat number two, so we'll, we'll get that right. All right, let's go last and certainly not least to Tiffany Holmes for seat number three. Good morning.
14: Good morning, everyone. Good good morning, everyone. My name is Tiffany Holmes. I was released from CCWF, Central California Women's Facility, February 25th of 22. I've recently uh, been employed by San Francisco Pretrial Diversion Project. I work in CJ2. I just left CJ2 working with the women in the sisters program, and I also work with the transgenders. What I bring to the table is honesty of how it really is to walk the walk of reentry. While incarcerated during my 12 years of incarceration, I created a program called the FAD program, which is uh, Felons Against Drunk and Distracted Driving. I was a drunk driver who went to prison for taking two lives. I am here to bring the reality of what drinking the bottle is. I am also a survivor of domestic violence. I survived 10 years of domestic violence with my former husband. I know what the reality is and the struggles and the pain is that I bring to the table. The reality that we all seem to push to the side. But we have to look at the facts of life. And PTSD and trauma is real. Hiding behind the bottle is what I did. I didn't face reality until I went to prison. And prison helped save my life and so many others. What I bring to the table with the Reentry Council is a voice. Of truth and honesty by working with Sonny Swartz and Steve Good to help develop a program called home free which I am a current residence of and I also have the backing from them to bring the five keys formality within to the reentry program as you see five keys has done a phenomenal job within the jail system bringing education we can also bring a phenomenal job with the reentry program in helping people to get off these streets and to stop coming back through our systems once and time and time again the reality is we need to look at trauma face in the, dead in the eye and look at these people, ask them that dead question when they're in the backseat of that car, what is happening and what is going on to you? That very question that I had wished somebody had asked me, what had happened? Why are you looking at the bottom of the bottle every night? I thank you and I'm running for seat number three. My name is Tiffany Holmes.
0: Thank you, Ms. Holmes. With that, why don't we go to any members of the public who would like to comment on this item number six, which, again, we will continue until next Monday. If you are a member of the public who would like to comment on any of the applicants or anything related to this item, the floor is yours. Come on up.
1: Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up to speak at this time. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2494 then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you will need to press star 3 to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you have been unmuted. And that will be your cue to begin your comment. Uh, if you're in the room for public comment, please come up to the podium. You will have Fine. two minutes.
4: Thank you. Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Susana Rojas. I am currently the Executive Director for Calle 24 Latino Cultural District and I've worked in the community for the past 29 years. I'm here to speak on behalf of Yusuf Nathan. Um, I have known Yusuf Nathan for the past 16 years and I have seen him go in and out of the system and see how the system deficiencies have contributed to him going in and out. He came home two years ago and as he came back he has been the Dedicating his time to working for the community, he works three jobs. He takes care of his kids, but most importantly, he dedicates any free time that he has to support those who are in the same path that he was, that led him to the in a, to the revolving door in the system. He is someone who is freshly out but with lots of experience and lots of love for our community that he knows he can influence and support. I urge you to please consider him for seats, either one or four. Honestly, I think he can qualify for any of them, but you know, you choose, um, but really he will be someone who not only brings the, the passion and the capacity, but he also brings the, the new fresh ideas of what has worked for him to finally be able to contribute to society and to make changes to it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Next speaker, please.
1: Next speaker.
26: Good morning, supervisors. Um, My name is uh, Cedric Akbar. But before I get started, I just wanted to give uh, encouragement to all those that have stood up here and put their lives on the line and put it out to the public because I know it's not an easy task to do. And I just wanted to let you know that from the bottom of my heart that I strongly encourage all of you to continue to doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm here to represent Mr. Jabari Jackson. And I know when Jabari was up here, it sounded like he was running for you guys' office. Uh, (laughs) 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 I just wanted to say another side of Jabari that um, we hear the same things a lot about each individual. But one thing I know with him, that he has done internal work to be able to make the necessary changes to turn himself away from that previous lifestyle. And one of the most important things he's done too, and it's not nothing to really say sometimes, but he's also a deacon in his church. And as a deacon in his church, he leads the recovery uh, part of that. And what he has created is a friends and family day which reunites people coming from incarceration and drug use with families to be able to work together and be able to learn how to bond and bring themselves back into the community. The other thing he does that he doesn't necessarily say about is on every Saturday we go out and pass out boxes to the uh, people that in the community that are hungry and make sure that they are fed. But I strongly recommend Jamari Jackson to continue his work that he's doing in the community.
0: Thank, Thank you. you, Cedric. Next speaker, please, come on up, ma'am.
11: Good afternoon, Supervisors. again, Liz Jackson Simpson, CEO of Success Centers, and I'm here to advocate for Mr. Andre Gadson. Um, Andre has been uh, part of the of the Success Center family for nearly a, a decade now and he has helped us to launch so many new initiatives um, for our reentry population, and largely they have been in our training programs and our transitional employment programs that have led to permanent employment um, for folks that are uh, making a living wage. And um, that is a true testament of him as he said being a credible messenger and that's one of the new initiatives that success centers is launching with the um, district attorney's office and with the juvenile probation department that if it were not for the expertise of mr. Gatson that there's no way that we would be able to get that program launched and off the ground and this is part of a national movement Um, that hails from um, the folks on the East Coast and bringing these initiatives here to San Francisco to really see some systemic change um, going on. Andre is the first one here every day and the last to leave and has helped to shepherd hundreds of people um, through training, through transitional employment and into lucrative jobs in the city and really helped to change their lives around. He's proved positive that what um, he does, what we're endeavoring to do at Success Center is replicatable and sustainable and could help um, continue to build the fabric of the city and county of San Francisco. So um, we encourage him. As you know, he's qualified for three of the positions and he's qualified for all three, and we um, just continue to advocate and support um, him through um, this process. So thank you very much. Thank you for your testimony. Next speaker, please.
27: Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Andrew Bropes of the Latino Cultural District in San Francisco, and I'm here to talk about my colleague, Yusuf Nathan, and my boy. Um, over the past few years of knowing Yusuf, one word has come to mind is dedication. Yusuf and I have worked through, together through the thick of the pandemic, through uh, community health organizations such as LTF, New Needles, and Salud, um, offering aid to those who have been disproportionately affected by the worldwide pandemic. I've worked with Yusuf at the Latino Cultural District, where he had tirelessly learned, taught, and supported all of us when things were difficult. Yusuf has a supernatural supernatural ability to stay calm under pressure, and he is always able to be optimistic even when things are hopeless. Yusuf provides that hope for me. Yusuf is dedicated. He told us that he wanted to bring some of the other people who were also re-entering and provide them with the same opportunities he had even when all of the odds are stacked against them. So, Supervisors, I don't doubt that he will dedicate his time and effort to make that a possibility for everyone who has to, who has to re-enter and provide hope for those who are hopeless. Thank you. Good morning, Supervisors. My name is Sochil Frausto. I'm a community worker at Calle 24 Latino Cultural District. I'm here in support of Yusuf Nathan for your consideration in the reentry council. I have worked with Yusuf in community work, primarily assisting Latinx working-class communities in the Mission District with resources and support through the COVID-19 pandemic. During this time, I've grown to admire his perseverance and commitment to the community and rectifying systemic inequity in San Francisco through his dedication. Yusuf is reliable and deeply concerned about the well-being of others. This is a quality that is integral to helping those in need, especially in times of transition. Because of his life experiences as a formerly incarcerated individual and skill sets gained through his service to the community, I strongly believe he is a, the ideal candidate for seats one and four.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Are there
1: any members of the public who would like to testify remotely, Mr. Young? Uh, yes, we have uh, two callers on the line for remote public comment. Can we have our first caller?
3: Hello? Hi, this
28: is Craig uh, Hi, we're whoa, getting uh, multiple
0: calls. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Where are you
28: calling? Is it me or is it
0: the next person? Why don't we start over? If if both of you can hold on just one moment, we'll take you one at a time, and the first speaker is very muffled and hard to hear.
1: Mr. Young, can you try to fix that? Okay, we will uh, do what we can. Can we have one caller speak at this time? Is anybody still online with us? Yes, my name is Craig Johnson. Okay, go
28: ahead and please proceed. Uh, my name is Craig Johnson. I'm um, director of the TIP Academy located on 630 Gary, which is an abstinent-based um, teaching community in San Francisco. And I wanna highly recommend that Jabari Jackson be reinstated as his position on the reentry council because without the support of people like him and other people in the community, as well as some of you supervisors I know who have supported us, um, we could not be made, this would not have been made possible for us to open our program. We currently have 60 people in our program and they're all doing well. And I just wanted to thank you for that and I just want to make sure that we endorse Jabari and let him know that we have his back and we support him 100%. Thank you.
0: Thank you, next speaker.
28: Supervisors, we need to look at the re-entry council from the point of wraparound services. A candidate like Ms. McCoy uh, highlights what a good candidate can bring to the re-entry council. Reentry candidates should get career jobs. And we have to look at the health services, most importantly, mental issues. We used to have one, the Mayor's Office of Criminal Justice, which was deactivated. Reentry Council has to be upgraded with talented candidates who can deliver with restorative methods that have been used and shown to provide results. So the same old ways of Mickey Mousing should stop. We need standards, very high standards, especially in San Francisco.
1: Are there any additional speakers, Mr. Clerk? I believe we have uh, at least one more caller. Can we have that next caller, please?
5: Good morning, Supervisors. Uh, my name is Ricardo Garcia-Costa. I'm the former director of the SF Roadmap to Peace Initiative in San Francisco. I currently serve as the director of community peace at uh, Community United for restorative youth justice. I'd like to first acknowledge all of the phenomenal candidates as it takes incredible courage to put yourself out there for the community and the reentry council will be lucky to have whoever's nominated. Um, but I'd like to hi- highlight a few uh, candidates today. Uh, first, Youssef Nathan. I've uh, known him for many, many years, his work through Gaia 24, Five Keys, and I personally work with him saving lives on the streets of San Francisco. Youssef is bicultural, multi-talented, is one of the most solid and dependable individuals that I know. He has firsthand experience on what it takes to survive post-release, and although he's a bit raw, he's committed to helping others in a genuine way and has the ability to provide a voice for those that often get left out. Just seeing him apply today for this commission fills me with great pride to see his growth and willingness to serve the city of San Francisco. Second, Isaac Gray, seen his work firsthand in the Bayview community and really excited to see his uh, name on this list as well. Um, he's dedicated, since his post-release, uh, working with uh, young people in the Bayview. And lastly, um, Joanna Hernandez, I've known for 20 years and I've had the honor of calling her my colleague, sister in this work, she comes with a wealth of experience uh, through her work with Goodwill, Five Keys, as a pretrial Latino task force um, and as a formerly incarcerated Latina and mother of incarcerated loved ones. She knows firsthand uh, the, direct system, uh, the direct impact the system has on families, um, so really excited to see and encourage uh, her nomination if uh, she doesn't dequalify, qualify um, She's a tireless candidate and will work fiercely to make an impact in the changes needed in the justice system to support our community as they re-enter our, 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 uh, our city of San Francisco. Uh, thank you for your time. I'm really excited to see the, the number of candidates, and uh, I know it's going to be some tough decisions. Thank you.
0: Thank you for your testimony. Next speaker, please.
3: Hello, good morning. My name is Katia. I am the member of the San Francisco Latino Task Force. And I want to um, nominate or hope that you vote for Joanna Hernandez. Um, Joanna Hernandez is uh, the Reentry entry Com- uh, committee chair, and she has had 25-plus experience in leading and facilitating programs for just-involved individuals. She's a Latina, San Francisco native, and formerly just-involved herself. Joanna knows firsthand what support can do for someone involved in the criminal justice system. She honestly is a great person and also just a great motivator, a person who knows what she's doing. And she, I'm a a young Latina, and I look up to her. I want to follow in her footsteps to really do what she does for the community. And I know that she is going to be a great candidate to be in this council. So please consider her as a person who should be sitting in that council to represent the Latino community. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I believe that was our last caller.
0: All right. Public comment on this item is closed for today. Thank you all for your applications, your personal stories, your commitment, and we will see you next Monday. And meanwhile, figure out if I can expand this body to accommodate all of you. Thank you again. Mr. Clerk, next item, please.
1: Uh, on the motion to continue this matter oh, to October yes, a 24th. yes, motion to continue
0: this item one week.
1: Yes, on that motion, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection.
0: Next item, please.
1: <clears throat> next on the agenda is the ordinance approving... Surveillance technology policies governing the use of body-worn cameras by the Recreation Parks Department. Give me a moment. Something is beeping. Um, I will take care of that in a moment. Uh, Body-worn cameras by the Recreation Parks Department, security cameras by the Department of Elections, third-party security cameras by the airport. And location management systems by the Recreation and Parks Department and making required findings in support of said approvals. Uh, If anybody from BOSIT can give me a hand, my computer is beeping. Hmm.
0: Should we wait for. Everybody run. Pull pull the plug I'll turn off my my microphone. Just pull pull the plug out, Victor. Just pull the plug. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, while. Our clerk's computer is making that super annoying sound. Um, I will remind us that a couple of weeks ago we heard a number of 19B policies and passed a number of them on to the board and had some uh, comments on a handful of others that are before us today. I want to thank those departments, ranging from the airport to the Department of Elections to the Recreation and Parks Department for hearing the comments that we made and sending red lines forward. And rather than going back through the Com- Committee on Information Technology, uh, I've asked Deputy City Attorney Zachary Porianda uh, to incorporate those changes by ordinance uh, as to uh, the airport's third-party camera system, um, as to Reckon and Park's body-worn camera system, and as to uh, the Department of Elections uh, camera system. Um, And all of those are the subject of amendments that I have handed to you colleagues that I would like to uh, vote on today subject to public comment. There is one other policy which uh, I had some serious concerns with having to do with the spottery application used for tennis court reservations which I would like to suggest we not approve in whole uh, as it includes uh, the ability for third parties to access people's friends lists and the like Uh, which I think is a really weird way to get tennis court reservations at a public facility where a third-party app mines those individuals' personal information for financial profit. Uh, That amendment has not yet been prepared by the city attorney, but I would like that amendment to be prepared. Um, And with that, I see we have a... Not, not a representative, we have the head of the Department of Elections, Mr. John Arntz. Mr. Arntz, the red line that you sent looks great. We've uh, got an ordinance here that incorporates those changes. You are welcome to say anything you want.
25: Thank you, Supervisor President. Unless
0: you take your changes back, in which case. No,
25: no, uh, we'll, we'll keep them. Uh, just to emphasize, we're not recording any content. It's just streaming, and we'll make the notice in our, in our, in our department and on the website. So people know this
0: sometimes we want surveillance sometimes we don't want surveillance this was an interesting one <laughs> thank you <All> right. <laughs> uh ms hayward on behalf of the city administrator in coit anything you want to add or subtract no uh, uh, ms ing on behalf of reckon park we are good with your amendments to the park rangers body worn camera Stuff that was the subject of the red lines that you sent to Jillian Johnson and are incorporated in this ordinance. And uh, I can't speak for my colleagues, but I, for one, am not comfortable with the spottery tennis reservation, although I encourage you to go either make or find an application that does not mine people's private information for profit or not for profit.
14: Thank you. I was on my AAF when I heard little bits and parts of it. We're happy to work with COIT. I did ask COIT if they had an example of applica- apps that had privacy information that we can mirror off of, but we're happy to kind of go back and figure out with
4: COIT to see what's possible moving forward.
0: Thank you, Ms. Ng. Deputy City Attorney Pearson, it looked like you were itching to say something.
14: Yes, I am. Thank you. Deputy City Attorney Ann Pearson. The amendments that you circulated to the members of the committee are still in draft form, Supervisor. Ah. They have not been approved as to form. Ah.
0: I just figure when Zachary Porianda is done, they're good to go, but learn something new every day. So we, can, uh, we won't take a motion then, and we'll just continue the item uh, to next Monday, the 24th of October. Are there any members of the public who would like to speak to this item?
1: Sorry. Members of the public who wish to speak on this item and joining us in person can line up to speak at this time. For those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001 Enter the meeting ID of two four nine four seven nine nine four one five two, then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you will need to press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you have been unmuted. And that will be your cue to begin public comment. Uh, there's nobody in the room in line for public comment and there's nobody on the phone for public comment on this matter.
0: All right, public comment is closed, and I will make a motion to continue this item to next week. Supervisor Chan.
16: Thank you, Chair Peskin. I I think uh, the fact that we're continuing, so here's my question, we are continuing them. Uh, Does that mean we will also have a discussion about specifically on the amendment next week?
0: Yes, I mean, we can talk about the draft amendment. It's, um, we can talk about the draft amendment right now, or we can talk about it
16: next week. And then if we talk about it now and then make at, actually move them next week will we are they actually substantive and will we actually still have to continue it for another week good, or we can actually put to
14: go I haven't even seen all the amendments oh. so I'm not
16: prepared to to weigh in yet Understood That's okay. I just I just thought that to save us some time perhaps we should just discuss with the amendments but I'll just wait for next week.
0: Thank you. Either we will be able to vote on them next week or we will have to have the hearing next week if they're substantive so either way we have to hear it next week. Uh, on the motion to continue this item, not amended to the 24th of October, a roll call, please.
1: On the motion to continue the matter to October 24th, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Supervi- uh, Vice Chair Mandelman. Manelman aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. As can I the motion passes without objection and can you call our final item please yes item number eight is ordinance many the administrative code to require a Board of Supervisors approval of a policy governing the funding acquisition and use of certain law enforcement equipment consistent with the criteria set forth in state law and approving the police department's use of equipment policy
0: thank You mr. clerk colleagues the police department um, has asked to continue this item for a week it is actually pretty fascinating I've been reading uh, over the weekend some other municipalities um, adoption of military equipment policy uh, and encourage you all to do so as well and maybe I'll even add those uh, mr. young to the file so everybody can see them and look at what other municipalities are doing Um, and I will be meeting with the police department again later this week, and did so last week and suggested a number of changes, um, particularly around authorized uses and purpose. Uh, And uh, the city attorney just realized that there is already a 96G in the code, and therefore today I would like to... Uh, offer an amendment to change all references um, uh, fr- of 96G to 96H and change all references to of 96G.1 to 96H.1. So I would like to make a motion to have that all-encompassing set of amendments that Ms. Pearson Will have or Mr. Porrienda or whoever will have ready for us next week. But I think we can do that right now. It is not not that it matters because we're hearing it again, but it is not substantive. Um, so before we do that, why don't we open this item up to public comment? Are there any members of the public who would like to comment on this item?
1: Yes, uh, members of the public who wish to speak on this item. Joining us, person can uh, stand up and line up at this time. For those listening online, you can call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2494 4152 then press pound and pound again. Once connected, you will need to press star 3 to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue the way until the system indicates you've been unmuted, and then you may begin your comment. There is nobody in the room for public comment at this time, and there are no callers on the line for public comment. All right, public
0: comment is closed and on the motion to make the aforementioned amendments a roll call please. On the motion to amend. Supervisor I'm sorry. I'm sorry, well, well, I'm sorry Supervisor Chan, my bad.
16: No worry. Thank you Chair Pes- Peskin. I I just want to um uh, you know, since that this is in the committee, I just wanted to publicly say that I have some concerns about the uh uh the policies and I actually got some clarifications. Um, for my for what I understand is that we're actually approving the existing inventory of what we already have we're not saying you know which is there are actually 14 categories what we're approving is nine out of that 14 uh, which is what we currently already in in Custody, or like in, we already have them in in our inventory in our police department. Um, so we're just approving the existing ones moving forward. And with that said, I that my my then sort of shifting my concern and I thank you so much for the continuance because that allowed me a little bit more time is that I would like to see moving forward I want to understand a bit more about the annual report that the police department will be submitting to the board of supervisors the information that actually will include I'm interested to seeing the frequency of use and uh, the, the actual deployments and the purpose of those deployments or, 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 and the results of those deployments of the equipment. And so those are my concerns uh, that I have yet to actually articulate Frankly, uh, to the police department. So I appreciate a little bit more time to allow me to communicate those to them and to see whether or not we can actually either have amendments or that it already will be included in their annual report to the Board of Supervisors. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Chan. And why don't we vote
1: on the amendments? On the motion to amend, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye, Vice Chairman Mandelman, aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes. And then I will
0: make a motion to continue the item one week as amended.
1: Yes, on the motion to continue the matter as amended to October 24th, Supervisor Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, aye. Chair Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. The motion passes without objection. And we are adjourned.